Hey everybody, uh, two quick things before we get started. Uh, first off, don't forget to go out to VGEvo.com and bid on the one-of-a-kind VGEvo Invaders. Uh, all the proceeds are going to Child's Play. Uh, also, the other thing, uh, the reason that this episode is so late is that uh, I actually had a problem with my audio track this week. And we spent a couple days actually trying to fix it at, to no avail, actually. So um, I apologize in advance for the quality of my voice track. It's uh, pretty messed up, and there's really not much I can do for it. So I actually turned down the volume of it a little bit to hopefully lighten the blow a little bit. Um, again, I apologize in advance, but here's the episode. Thanks for listening. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to the PlayStation Nation podcast, your one and only source for all things PlayStation. I am MC Wilson, and with me tonight are my partners in crime, Glenn Percival and Jared Johnston. Where's that Johnson? He's he's really into this. He's really into this. Yeah, it's, it's been uh, a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Your uh, all your podcasting juices are flowing, and. Thank God I'm not around you. Oh yes. Yeah. Are, is this uh, going to be the? Be here right is now. Gonna, is this going to be the spark to get you back into podcasting? Putting on the galoshes. <laughs> Somebody wipe that mirror off, please, please. Uh, <laughs> All right. Enough icky. of the silliness, kids. Uh, Mr. Wilson is joining us. Thank goodness for that, because he brings some semblance of. of realism and and uh some credence of of i can't think of any big words because i'm just fried from work today <laughs> so uh welcome mr wilson it's great to hear your uh your dulcet tones as usual thank you thank you uh one might say that my appearance would help lose any credibility that uh had been gained by last week's episode <laughs> we, oh, we had credibility what yeah I don't think we've had credibility for quite a while. Yeah. Credibility. <laughs> At least not since the Ratchet review. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, okay. Why don't we uh kick into emails right away and get those uh get those going here. We got a we got a ton of stuff going on as usual. Uh and our first email comes from uh our buddy Strider two K ninety nine, the man who actually started posting about us on NeoGAF, so uh you know, definitely an important guy here. And he says, hey, guys, how are you? I'm good. Fantastic. Well, doing well, doing well. Thank you, sir. tired. My butt, butt itches. But anyway, uh, great work on the podcast. I have been listening since, like, episode four or five. Ooh. And you guys have really come a long way. Keep up the great work. Yes, uh, we have. <laughs> you can actually hear us now. Uh, I'm writing this just to make a quick comment about the discussion you had in episode 34 about Eye of Judgment. Torgo had made a quick comment of why he never got into CCGs, and that's because he, sh- he showered. <laughs> well, I resent that. I used, to be, I used to really be into some CCGs, especially Magic the Gathering, and I always showered and was a normal person, so meh. But actually, I do have a serious question. So I've played the Uncharted Drake's Fortune demo at least three times, and I'm getting a bit concerned that most people, including major sites, may write off its gameplay as being too similar to Gears of War and Tomb Raider, and thus score it lower for not being innovative enough in the gameplay department. 
Sure, the game has great graphics and animation, not to mention pretty good voice acting, but so did Heavenly Sword, and that didn't quite reach AAA status. Uh, what do you guys think? And he says, P.S. Torgo, you're really good with those voice impressions. You should start doing requests. I was hoping you could do an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger for me. Just a quick line will do. Thanks very much. It's not the tool. Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! <laughs> what are you doing? Get over there! Uh, Who is your daddy? I that one who gonna phrase. Oh boy, this is this is just deteriorating, deteriorating so quickly. Um, magic. Yeah, well, you showered. Okay, well, you're one of not many because I've been to uh, well, even the Midwest Gaming Classic. I'm sure there were some card players there, and whoa. Um, yeah, no, I I, I got to agree too. When I went to high school, the uh, CCG players, yeah, they were. Uh, wow, they smelt worse than the football players. <laughs> you were hanging around the football players enough to smell them. I was on the team. Oh, well, somebody's got to watch the towels. Uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. I know, Mr. Wilson, you were uh, kind of anticipating the demo to really uh, figure out if you were going to like this game or not. And I really, I don't remember even seeing anything posted by you in terms of what your opinion was. So I don't know if you want to hit this first or... Well, part of that is because I haven't spent all that much time with the demo. I played through it once, but it's kind of a short demo, relatively speaking. Right. It's only about like, and... 12, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's relative to something like Skate, for example. I mean, this isn't a demo that's going to introduce you to multiple different facets of a game. Uh, you're just going to play through basically the first part of it, about 15 minutes, like you said. And in that time, you'll get to do a little bit of platforming and a lot of combat. And as he said, a lot of people have said this is this feels like a lot, a lot like Gears of War, and it does in the demo, but we don't really know how close that will be to the full game. I think a lot of people are hoping for something more akin to Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, in, in the sense that it has combat in it, but for the most part it's a very inventive platformer with a great character, great personality to it. You don't get that sense from the demo, at least for me. Right. Uh, but that's, you know, the purpose of demos is to give you representation of the final game. I can only assume from the demo that what we see here is more representative of the final game and that there's more shooting and less platforming than in something like Prince of Persia. And whether or not that's up your alley is is a, a subjective thing. I've heard of a lot of people, from a lot of people, who think that this demo is fantastic. And, uh, Jared, I believe you were one of those people on last week's episode. Yep, I uh, I liked it quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, some people are saying, you know, it's proper term now on the uh, forums is Dude Raider which I find completely unfounded. Uh, you know, some major... You know, IGN already has a review out, and they gave it a 9.1. They said it's fantastic, but I don't know how much to trust from them because after uh, playing Assassin's Creed on PS3, I just assume that the exact opposite of true, whatever they say. But uh, I, I don't know what to think. I want it to be good. I really do, but I kind of worry that if I'm in the same jungle environments for 12 hours and I'm doing the same hopping up and down and the same uh, shooting and running and gunning, um, it's going to get repetitive. But hopefully the really fantastic personality that the, that, that demo had, you know, reigns true. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. And now, Glenn, you actually got a chance to play the demo since the last time we did this show, correct? Right. I played through it twice now. 
And? Uh, the first time I played it, I played it like an idiot, and I played it like I was playing a game like Gears of War, where you just shot and shot and, you know, try to move around a lot. And I got killed a lot. Um, it, I was very frustrated at the fact that you really don't seem to be able to hold that much ammo. Um, and then I realized how to play the game a lot more. And, um, well, the, and of course, the second time I played through it is because I got my new imported DualShock 3 on Tuesday, and I wanted to see how the rumble was, um, which it's actually very well done in that game. Um, when I went through the second time, I, I used what's called patience, which I don't do a lot in video games. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a run-and-gun kind of guy, Call of Duty 4, what Warhawk, things like that. What is this patience you speak what of? What is this patience you speak of? Um, yeah, I, I, I played it with a lot of patience, and I, and I got through without dying once. Um, I will be honest, the rumble helps in that situation because you don't really realize that the screen is going gray when your, your health is going down. But when it goes down far enough, the controller actually starts thumping like a heartbeat. And that all of a sudden alerted me to the fact that, oh shit, I'm almost dead. Um, I, I really think it looks great. I'm going to I'm gonna pretty much go completely against your statement in terms of uh, the facial animations looking better than Heavenly Sword. I don't agree. But um, it looks gorgeous. Uh, it sounds really good. I wish I had surround sound set up in here. Uh, controls great. I mean, one of the one of the things that always bothered me about Tomb Raider is, you know, you would go up to a ledge and you would try to jump up and grab it, and it was just really frustrating. Uh, in this game, I mean, he, he grabs onto the stuff he needs to grab onto. It feels very fluid. Um, I was reading a, a, an interview with the with the developers with with uh, Naughty Dog, and they basically said that they're trying to keep this so that it's an adventure that just keeps going and you don't get frustrated in the game. So, like the puzzles, they really didn't make them very complicated, and you can get a lot of clues from the maps that you find. But they're really trying to make this more of an interactive pulp story um, than this really frustrating platformer. So a lot of the jumps that you don't think you're going to make, you're going to make. And, and they're going to be not very obvious, but obvious enough that, you know, every now and then you're probably going to hold down L2 to find out, to get the hint on where you're supposed to go like I did. Um... But for me, I mean, I'm not big into platformers like this, and I really, I really enjoyed it. I, I do think that people are, are generalizing a little bit too much by saying that it's kind of like Gears of War and Tomb Raider. Um, but that also comes from the fact that I've seen some videos. Uh, somebody had put up a 10-minute video of, of gameplay in the middle of the game, and just seeing some of the puzzle elements and some of the adventure elements that you don't get in that demo, um, that's where kind of I'm, I'm forming my opinion to a certain extent. So, well, if I'm sorry, but may I interject here? Sure. Absolutely. Mr. Strider in his email says that he's concerned that major sites are going to write off the gameplay as being too similar to Gears of War and Tomb Raider. This is something that I've been hearing from a lot of people, and I got to say, what's wrong with that? And, th and I mean, that's Gears the of thing. War was m well, is it Tomb Raider it was... Legend or like Tomb Raider Angel of Darkness? <laughs> well, I mean, but that was my <laughs> argument with, with Heavenly Sword, where everybody kept. You know, comparing it to God of War. Oh, damn. Goddess of you're War. Compar you're, you're comparing it to a game that's probably one of the best-selling franchises on the PlayStation 2? How dare they? You know, it's, I, I completely agree, uh, MC. I, I completely agree. I cannot Not believe they that. I mean, it's, it, it's the demo that is in your hands as a gamer that you're playing that should be the number one thing you use to judge whether or not you want to buy the full game, not the opinions of a major site. Uh, reviews have always mattered, 
because we haven't had demos for console games. Now that we do, what better judge of whether or not you're going to like a game than you? Very true. Yeah, and uh, a quick shout out to our listeners. Depending on how well I am tipped over the weekend on my job, we may or may not have an Uncharted review next week. <laughs> yeah, I am I, flat I next week. I, I, there's no way I, not with Rock Band coming out. I am flat broke, and if I do well, this is how I got Assassin's Creed last week, by the way. I, was, I made 70 bucks in tips. Maybe I can make 60. Who knows? Well, maybe if you didn't buy collector's editions all the time, you could actually afford to get maybe a little bit more. Shut up. Don't know. Yeah, I was actually going through my collection, and I have 19 collector's editions of games. Jeez. Yeah, I know. I was pretty shocked. I'm like, what? How come I have true crime New York City? Oh, man. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and move on and forget that ever happened and talk about the uh, next email. And it's from our good friend NabokovFan87, and he says, Hey, show. I heard, uh, I heard you're calling for CCG people to respond with regards to Eye of Judgment. I would have to say that I'm in comparison to other card games. I would have to say in comparison to other card games, Eye of Judgment is incredibly simplified, but it can still be just as complex as other games like Magic and oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Right? It's time to duel! The biggest right. problem with card games is that there are thousands of cards and the creators always make it overly complicated and the rules bog down the fun of the game. With Magic, you cannot pick it up and play it because of this. Pokemon's the same way, and Yu-Gi-Oh! is at that point. I hope with Eye of Judgment that this doesn't happen, but I hope that somehow with the new additions to the game, it becomes something new and different than everyone has played before. Uh, Just some quick notes. This is the first game my younger brother has played literally in years, and now he's hooking up his Xbox. Also, if you plan to play the game without the PS3, you can keep in mind that you don't have the different elements on the playing court. That is a big part of the game, and you will need to somehow keep that concept going. Thank you, NavikopFan87. That's actually a good point. Yeah. The, the thing I like about Eye Judgment, though, and I think I touched on this last time, was the fact that I don't have to know all the rules because the, the PS3 is actually taking care of that for me. And I think that's where... That's really where this becomes an entry drug for, for any of the new people. Is that... Yeah, well, and that's... It's greatest strength is also its greatest weakness because right. you can't. The only way you can play Eye of Judgment proper without you know compensating for all this ridiculous stuff is playing it on your PS3 in your room with this giant eye stand thingy. It's kind of cumbersome. In which case, your entry price is at least four hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah. Unless well, you, you also need a TV. And you know, not only that, it could also lots of card games start simple. Magic starts simple. Pokemon started simple. Uh, I I'm willing to bet that uh, Eye of Judgment will just get more and more complex from here on out. Well, yeah, luckily they can sell the cards by uh, sending us PDFs, and we can just print them off. Hey, yeah, that seems to work. Yeah. All right. MC, have you even okay. tried Eye of Judgment? Have you had a chance to look at it at all? I have not. Unfortunately, it's not available yet in any store around here, but if it were, then it probably still wouldn't have tried it. That game's not really on my radar. Right. Uh, for the same, well, for a similar reason that Rock Band is not on my radar. Uh, it's expensive. It comes with a peripheral that I'm not going to use for anything else at the moment. And 
I don't know anybody with whom I'd be interested in playing it around here, or or even online, really. I mean, more so than any of the other online-enabled games that I have for either system right now. Well, what about us? <laughs> you guys are playing Call of Duty. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I actually, I actually yeah. cracked open my, my adjustment this last week, but for not very long. I've been playing. I've been playing a game with a stout Italian plumber, but um, you know, I don't want to hear about butt crack. All right, uh, you'll hear plenty about it later. No, not that much. Um, all right. Well, we have two voicemails, and I've heard them, but you haven't. Ha ha ha. Um, so here's our first one from. Uh, he actually posts on the forums, but I don't think we've ever had anything uh, audio-wise from from this listener. So here we go. Hey, guys, um, this is Bass76. Um, just wanted to say um, I'm listening to your podcast right now of episode 34, and it's very good so far. And I hope uh, it's, you're doing a good job. And I love the music. I don't care what they say. I love the music, okay? And if you want to, you can add me if you want to. Just let, let me know. I can get rid of two people. Just let me know. I'll see you. Hope I can hear myself. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right. Uh, he's actually not being a lot to. Too, so. No. Yeah. But not a lot to really respond. And you know, I aim to please. I, I am that kind of a person. So. You are a real special person, Glenn. Uh, aren't I though? Where's my helmet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and. uh... Well, you know, thanks for thanks for sending us the voicemail, sir, and uh, it's good to see that you're uh, out on the forums and uh, definitely becoming a good part of the community. So that's that's always welcome. So, all right, here's our second one from our uh, return voicemailer, Cry for War. I think he's a little miffed this week. So here we go. Yeah, what's up, PlayStation Nation podcast, Cry for War again, and uh, I'm just calling, you know. Say I'm done with the PlayStation Network. I'm done trying to work this out. I'm done waiting. I'm not buying any more multiplayer PS3 games until they get the PlayStation Network fixed. I don't give a shit about patches for Resistance or Warhawk. It has a crappy... The whole overall system is crappy. Fuck this shit. I'm buying 360 games for multiplayer that was. Goddamn, Sony. Goddamn. I'm out. He sounds so distraught, dude. When you, when you leave his voicemails like this, you got to tell us what like sent you over the edge, though. Yeah, well, it, probably the network server issues with uh, Call of Duty Four. Yeah, but that was just over the weekend. I mean, overall, it's been a great experience online. So I don't know, but it, I, you know, I told you guys about this before we started recording, but I actually got um, a message from Cry for War on Xbox Live, and it was a picture of him. Like flipping off the camera and holding up two 360 games in front of his face. <laughs> I got that too. What the hell was that? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I got I got that too, and I, I sent him back the same the exact same picture. He had Call of Duty Four and the orange box. That's what it was. And yeah. I sent him the exact same picture with me going, "Whoa!" <laughs> so uh, all right, I hope he wasn't flipping me off because you know we we don't work for Sony. That would have been great if you'd gone to take that picture and found out that your copies of Call of Duty and the Orange Box were missing. <laughs> uh, yeah, l- let me just go- let me just go into my collection here. What the hell? 
Try for this, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's rich. Oh, boy. That's a good one. Yeah, so... Well, um, I... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I actually don't have that much experience playing any game online using the PS3, just because when I get a game that's multi-platform, I tend to get the 360 version for online play, just because that's where most of my friends are, that's where achievements are. However, I have heard from some people that in some games, most recently Guitar Hero 3, the way you find other people to play against can just be so convoluted compared to the 360 version. And maybe that's the source of his frustration? It's a very good possibility. Um, Call of Duty 4, we really haven't had a problem, except for the fact that um, you can only see people, you can only search for people that are in your friends list. So you can't go in and like search for a certain person. So what we've been doing, because my friends list is full, and it's not just people that are playing Call of Duty 4, what we've been doing is, you know, some people come on the chat box and say, I want to play Call of Duty 4 with you. I say, all right, send one of these other guys a friend, a, a, you know, a friend invite, and then they can invite you into the party once we get it going. And, and it's worked out very well for us, but at the same time, you know, we're still putting a Band-Aid on what really shouldn't have to be done. Um, they're getting closer. I mean, the friends, the, you know, they have the thing where it'll say uh, people you've met online. That's now working in the XMB, but it only works on, like, Warhawk. So it, I just went through my list before, and all I have is people that I met in Warhawk. So, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the frustration, because we get frustrated by it, too. Uh, you know, we're trying to get people invited into Call of Duty 4 and things like that, and it is easier in the 360. I mean, you can pretty much that go through that whole list and invite somebody in. You just bring up, you know, bring up the menu and invite somebody in there, and boom. So that's no, why I got the 360 version, you know. Well, I got the PS3 version cause, just because I like the controller better on the PS3. So um, that was basically it. And plus, I have a lot of friends on the PS3. I think I have more friends on my PS3 list than I do on my 360. Still, it's it's pretty close. Um, but I got to play the 360 version of Call of Duty 4, and I had a lot of problems with that controller. And I it's it's mainly just because I'm so used to the PS3 controller for that game now. Um, well, yeah, and the opposite is probably true. If I went and played the PS3 version, I'd look at the controller like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, yeah, it, but the online stuff, you know, it's voice chat works really well now in a lot of games, but at the same time, it's not handled the same. They don't have voice chat built into the online component of the PS3 itself because there is no, there, there is no umbrella of an online system over the top of every single game. The developers still have to build all that in themselves. And that's where, I mean, that's where things really get divided between the PS3 online experience and the 360 online experience. And that, and that's why there you have games things. like, uh, I'm sorry, that's why you have games like SmackDown vs. Raw 08, where on the PS3 it doesn't even have voice chat. Yeah, which that's getting really frustrating after a year of this thing being out. Well, I mean, let's give Sony credit where credit is due. They are still providing online play at no extra charge. That's great. Yeah. If they really want to make their network fantastic, though, they need to start doing some things from a software side to compete with Microsoft. Because if there's one thing Microsoft knows, it's software. And you can solve some of these sure matchmaking don't problems. Know hardware. Right, well, they're definitely not like Sony. <laughs> and uh, so I know so that Howard Stringer, since he came to Sony, has been on a drive about improving software, and this is one of the areas where they need to do that. On the 360, 
Microsoft provides developers with a base framework to work with for every game that they have so that every game that comes out for 360 has to support this feature, and it does it by using software that's already available for the three, for every 360 game. So we get features in the final game that work the same in every game. So you have basic features of live, like pressing the guide button and pressing X to invite a friend, that work that way in every single game. Right. In the PlayStation 3, we've seen developers have to do this on their own in many different games, and oftentimes they just have to come up with something completely different for every game that comes out, whereas you'll have something like Calling All Cars where you have to go find a room, right. and then other games like Warhawk where it works more like on the 360, and then some other games like Guitar Hero 3 where it apparently just doesn't work in any sensible fashion. It's It doesn't make a lot of sense, and they need to get on this and provide a groundwork software development kit in, for online play for developers to use so that we can standardize this thing. Yeah, unfortunately, I think they're putting a lot of their eggs in the home basket. And it, it sounds great. It sounds like home is supposed to do all these things to a certain extent, but they keep the pushing it back and pushing it back to. and pushing it back. And we're never going to find out. Um, the other funny thing that kind of popped in my head when you were talking about um, the framework that, that Microsoft allows to all the developers is it's kind of funny. I was laughing the other day when I was reading an interview with people that do uh, Burnout Paradise because this is really the first game that they've actually said Xbox Live is a hindrance to them um, in terms of the gameplay experience that they're trying to push forward. Uh, where, you know, basically in the PS3, somebody can invite you even when you're on the XMB. And you, if you accept that invitation, boom, you're right in the game, right next to your friend, like right away. You don't have to go through any of the, you know, accept the online agreement or anything else. You're just in the game. And I guess on, on live, you have to go through like two more layers of whatever button presses or, or whatever just to get into the race. So I thought that was kind of a, you know, the other side of, of, of the story here. Um, I, but I agree. Sony needs to get a standard SDK out for an online experience and to help developers standardize this a lot more. Right. Uh, well, and you, you also look at things like Unreal Tournament 3. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to have features on there on the PS3 version that you're not going to have on Xbox 360 because of those limitations. So, you know, you in that situation, that's the version to get. It's still early, and it's hard to complain because it is free compared to $50 a month. But, you know, is there a problem? Sure. Are we going to bitch till they're fixed? Absolutely. I, it, wow, that would suck. Right. 50 bucks a year. So, it, you do have to take a wait-and-see approach to some extent, but at some point you got to start demanding these features. I agree. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I think we've uh, covered that quite a bit. Um, let's get into the reviews and everything. Um, and first off, you said... You picked up Assassin's Creed, and uh, what, I did. you got it on Tuesday, didn't you? I got it uh, Wednesday. 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 So how far are you into the game already? I am on the fourth level and the third guy, so I have a pretty, have a pretty good knowledge of how the game works. All right. And you got the PS3 so, Yes, I did. I got okay. the limited edition as well, which uh, uh, comes in a giant case a, a really big case uh, it's so big in fact that it doesn't fit on my normal dvd rack so i have to keep it on the top shelf 
like I do with my Superman Ultimate Edition set, which is just enormous, but that's another. And, you know, it comes with, you know, a little action figure. It comes with a comic book done by the Penny Arcade guys. It comes with a behind-the-scenes DVD that's actually a Blu-ray um, with lots of behind-the-scenes stuff, fan movies, and uh, also I pre-ordered it at GameStop, so I got a hardcover art book along with it. So uh, you get a lot of stuff for 70 bucks, you know. So if you're into these collector's editions like I am, you should go get it. So did Jade Raymond's uh, hotness help this game along? That is another classic example of a woman who is nowhere near as hot as people make her out to be being w considered way hotter than she is because she is connected with video games. Well, that's the thing. She's in the gaming world. Yeah, but she's not that hot. Right. She's cute. She's get cute. Your, get on with your hands on the game here. All right. Okay, so... Um, I'm torn whether to flat out spoil it. Because No, don't flat out spoil it. Even though right. people know, but yeah. to be honest, I didn't know until I read the one up review, so Yeah, it well and that it, it it's been substantiated for a while now, not only that, the one of the main characters in the game is played by I can't remember her name, but the chick who plays Veronica Mars. She flat out blew it like seven months ago, or if you guys remember correctly. But uh I won't. Ex I won't spoil the twist, but I will tell you that the twist. You find out about the twist, like a minute after you start the game. It's it's pretty. It happens right away. Does M Night Shyamalan so just kind of slide under the screen and say, "What the twist?" Yes, he does. Right there in the little corner, the little claymation figure. But no, uh, and it's it's still really cool what happens. And my brother didn't know. He didn't know, and he was watching me play, and he was like, "Whoa." He's like, what is going on? This is not what I thought it was, man. And I was kind of envious of him because he he I knew, basically. I knew exactly what was going on. And I, I wish I could have been in his situations and had that just completely punch me in the face like like that. Like in The Matrix when you first saw The Matrix in the theater? Yeah, kind of. When, when, you, when you first get that, you know, and... Like Luke is Vader's father and all that stuff. It's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Luke is Vader's father. Uh, oh no, I spoiled you. I'm sorry. Well, Vader's Luke's father. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about the game. <laughs> okay, so in Assassin's Creed, you play as Altair, who is a. The great part about this game is its incredible historical accuracy. You play as Altair. I don't know if he was real or not, but he play he is a member of the Assassins, who was a real group back in the back in I think it's the eleven hundreds when this game takes place. Yeah, I've I've still got one of their albums actually. Is that seventy eight? <laughs> yeah, that's back from seventy eight. I mean I've I've got them. I saw them open for Boston. Oh, I thought they were opening for, for uh, Foreigner in Kansas. Yeah, I gotta get we're never gonna straight. get we're never gonna get through this review. Yeah, let's uh, make it quick because I've got I'm kind of punchy tonight. Yeah, you know, and so it's a real group, and not only that the the main game of the, the main goal of the game is to like uh, you get really arrogant on a on a mission and you screw up real real bad, and so you are completely demoted, like you are a rookie all over again. You get all your stuff taken away, and to redeem yourself, you have to go and kill these nine enemies throughout the game. Each level is a new bad guy. 
Each level will take you about an hour to complete, so you're looking at about a 10-hour game from what I can comprehend so far. Each one's taking me about 40 minutes to an hour. But, uh... So, and you've got it. And what's cool is, all the people that you kill in this game are based off of real individuals during this time period that actually disappeared as you're going through the game. So, this is... It's unprecedented, the detail that they went into. The fact that you're actually taking out real people is quite a trip. And, uh... So, basically, here's how a level works. You turn... You, you go in, and, uh, you... G- you, uh, your leader tells you, okay, uh, go kill this guy. He's in Damascus. You get on your horse, you ride to Damascus. You climb atop a large building, and then you turn on your eagle vision, and that basically, uh, shows you a part of this city. And then when you do that, you then unlock, uh, like a pickpocket mission, where, like, you go up to a guy, and you hear a conversation between these two. It's like, this is important letter. This letter must not be read in any other hands except for the person you're giving it to. I will not let you down. And then, uh, you know, you go and pickpocket him. And uh, there's all there's a couple other ones. There's interrogation ones where you just follow a guy. and It, it kind of doesn't make sense because here's how an interrogation works. You hear a conversation. You then follow him until he randomly goes into the middle of a dark black alley for no apparent reason. And then you beat him up until you, until you get some information. It doesn't really make sense why he goes into this back alley, well, but he all does. the best stuff happens in a dark alley. I guess, I guess so. Uh, you know, and then from the and you have to do like uh, between two and four of these until you have enough information to unlock the location of the guy you need to take out, and then you go and you do the really the and these are all really repetitive. They repeat over and over again, and that's one of the downfalls of the game. It's it's repetitive mission design. You just you do the same pickpocket missions. You do the same interrogation missions. There's not really a lot of uh, not really a lot of depth in what you're doing. Certainly, like but then Grand Theft Crusades or something. No, GTA had more variety than that. Okay. But and uh, so, but then you get to do the other missions where you take out the leaders, and these are really cool because they involve a lot of different things, sneaking into a fortress, uh, you know waiting till you get a good spot or you know you could just if you want to be a moron about it you could just run in there and just stab him in the throat and run out but that really doesn't work except for like the first couple of missions because I got frustrated and decided to do that but um you know it's 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 really cool so far I, I, I'm really enjoying it uh, I think that I understand why a game reviewer who has to do this over and over again would be very nitpicky about this game because, yeah, the enemy AI, it's crap. It really is. Like, you'll you'll sneak up behind a guy, and if he spots you while you're doing this pickpocket mission, he'll just tell you to go to hell or something, and then he'll keep on walking, completely forgetting that you were trying to pickpocket him. Uh, the guards, like, you'll, you'll go into this, like, uh, you'll hide in this spot, you'll hide in a bale of hay. The guard will watch you jump into the bale of hay Look around the bale of hay. Go, where did he go? And then he'll walk away. So the enemy AI really stupid, really, really stupid. I I, I actually uh, saw a weirder um, representation of that on the game trailers review, where you can like I don't know if you can hit a button and go into like monk mode, where all of a sudden you're, you you go in. Walking it's called low low profile. Okay, low like profile. there's two. 
There's two walking modes, low profile and high profile. So you sneak up behind this. There's two guards there. They're almost standing next to each other. And you, you, you're in this low profile mode, and you walk up behind him like you're a praying monk. And all of a sudden, you just stab him in the back, and he dies. And, and you go right back into low profile mode. And you walk about three feet away, and all of a sudden, the other guard comes over and says, Whoa, what, what happened here? I'm going to find the guy that did this. I'm going to find him. And all of a sudden, you walk up behind that guy in low profile and mode him. and stab him. And I went, well, that's kind of broken. And for some people, this is going to be a deal breaker. It really is. And some people are going to look at this and go, I don't want to play this. I will say 80% of the time, 85% of the time, the enemy AI is pretty good. When you're in combat, they'll do a lot of different things. Except it, it does fall into that ridiculous thing that a lot of action games do, is that when you're fighting eight guys, only one guy will attack you, and they'll like take their turns to die, basically. That's ninja movie rules. Yeah, that's ninja movie rules. The combat is effective, but very simple. It's There's one attack button, and you know, there's just swing the sword, and you'll see a bunch of really cool animate. The animations are very good in this game. Not quite Uncharted good, but they're very good. You'll see a lot of different things, like, uh, you know, lots of different parries, and you can do the... When you, get, when you unlock the counter moves, which you get a couple levels into the game, it just becomes stupid easy, because you just wait for somebody to attack, and you just press the counter button, and you see him die. It's one-hit kills for all of these guys. You know, it's realistic sword fighting, except you can take 12 stabs to the throat. You know... That's because he has a white the, robe on. Yeah, you know, and he's That's a got a plus five against swords. <laughs> so, I really do like it. I really do. There are bad things to it, but it's so imaginative and so... It's like that one. Uh, it's so imaginative and it's so different from everything else that this makes up for some of the faults the game has. It's better than the sum of its parts, and so far I think it's one of the better games I've played all year. Um, should you go and run out and buy it right now? It depends. It really does. If you, it's a patient, it's a patient man's game. Like, if you want to get the most out of it, you gotta, you gotta put some time into it. You gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta play it correctly for you to get the most out of it. But now, let me ask you something. Go ahead. Jared. Yep. Have you seen this post that Gabe made on Penny Arcade the other day in regards to this? Completely game? agree with it completely agree with okay. it. If you are a game reviewer and you are forced to play this, if you give the, if you are given this game and you, your boss tells you you need to beat it by tomorrow and have a full written review, and you blast through it, you're probably going to nitpick the crap out of it. But if you really take the time to soak it in and soak the atmosphere and the environments and just the amazing scope of this game. Okay, the cities of Jerusalem, Damascus, and one other one that's name leaves me at the moment. They are completely rendered to scale of what these cities looked like in the 1100s. You are walking through the city of Damascus in the 1100s. You are walking through Enough. the city of Jerusalem in the 1100s. It's amazing. It's unlike anything you've ever and seen I've seen before. some of the videos of this. It just looks absolutely stunning. It is. It really is. When you first yeah, get to... Gorgeous. When you first get to the first city, which is Damascus, and you're climbing up one of these buildings, and you... The camera zooms out, and you see how big this city is. It'll your jaw will hit the floor. It'll be like, wow! And it's one of the. I respect the game so much for what it is and what it attempts to do that I can look past some of the 
pretty glaring fault to that. And the story, like I said, I don't want to spoil the twist, but the story is very good, very well told, incredibly intriguing. Like, you want to know what happens next. You want to know what's going on. And uh, Now, you got the PS3 version, right? Yes, and I will go ahead and talk about this. So, the internet was set ablaze on Tuesday when the uh, first reviews of this game were coming out. IGN uh, said and uh, that the frame rate on the PS3 version was absolutely atrocious and game-breaking. Later that day, GameSpot came out with their review and actually said the PS3 version had a better, smoother frame rate, but the 360 version had better contrast in the lighting, and you can read into that. Then Computer and Video Games did a side-by-side comparison and basically said that the PS3 version actually looks a little better, and that but it runs like a couple of frames a second lower than the 360 version, but nobody is going to be able to notice that. And the frame rate is actually smoother on the PS3. The frame rate on the 360, it runs most of the time at like 30 frames per second locked, but when you get into a situation where there's a lot of stuff going on, it becomes an absolute mess. And then well, did the, you buy both versions? No, I've seen I've seen one I've seen the second one, the 361 uh, running, and I'm you. also okay. saying this from different things I've heard. And IGN okay. felt the heat so bad that they actually retracted their original review and edited it. But it really is depending on your, who you ask. But for the most part, everything I'm reading is that they're pretty much the exact same. Uh, honestly, if if you're considering which version to get, I, I got the PS3 version just because I wanted a PS3 game to play, basically. And uh, if you're an achievement whore, and if you like Xbox Live, I suppose, and you want you want to play it on the 360 with the 360 controller and Rumble, then I would tell you to go get the 360 version. But the PS3 version, pretty much exactly the same. Yeah, you're not missing Rumble out on the DS3. Yeah, if only I had one. Only but, uh, one email yeah. away. Yeah, I know. But long story short, uh, great game. Uh, really, really good. Uh, does not disappoint. If you go in depend, uh, looking at it the right way, I think you're going to find a really memorable and really amazing experience. And, and it's absolutely one of the year's best, and you should totally go out and get it. You know, Glenn, you've, been, you've mentioned that DS3 more than once now. I'm dying to hear. <laughs> How is it? Let's hear um, about it. DualShock 3, um, our listener, DJ Mizuhura, who actually lives in Japan, uh, got a hold of about eight of them, and luckily he snagged one for me, and it was so cool because I, pay, I PayPal'd him the money on Saturday. He sent it out on Sunday from Japan, and I got a Tuesday, which I just, that blew my mind. Wow. Blew my mind. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Everything about this controller is better. Everything. Um, Everything? The weight is better. It's not as heavy as the 360 controller. Um, the buttons have a better pop to them, almost like the, the PSP uh, Slim. They just feel a lot... I don't know how to describe it. it, it they just feel better. So do the triggers. Um, <clears throat> I, I set it next to my, my 6-axis, and really, when you look at the triggers, they look exactly the same, so there's no changes uh, cosmetically. But they seem to have a little more tension to them. Um, the analog sticks just float really well, and actually, I, I've been playing so much goddamn Call of Duty 4 that uh, I was really basing on that experience, and I, I noticed that I was aiming better with it, uh, things like that. The Rumble itself, I just played, before we recorded, I just played uh, Grand Turismo 5 Prologue again, the demo, which supports the Rumble, and um, 
it's basically the same as the DualShock 2, but it's not as pronounced um, where, I don't know if anybody's ever opened up that uh, one of the controllers or if you could see inside the DualShock. Uh, you got that little spindle thing. It's got the weighted, you know, metal washers that they're, you know, they're, they're cut in half, so that's how it kind of does the rumble. It almost seems more like, and I know it's not the same technology, but it almost feels a little bit more like um, you have two of the, the thumpers from the Wiimote to a certain extent. It's really, it's, it's a little bit different. And it also seems like they placed them a little bit different because, as an example, in Grand Turismo 5, when you really slam on the brakes, it actually seemed almost, I don't know if, i got to play it again. It almost seemed like it was jolting forward on me a little bit, but I'm sure I'm wrong. It just, I don't know how to describe it. Um, uh, the Uncharted demo supports Rumble right away. It was great in there. Uh, like I said, with the heartbeats and everything else, it was such a welcome addition. Most um, of they play MotorStorm is great with Rumble. Uh, it does not shake out of your hands like you would assume. Um, and you can actually, after you download the patch for MotorStorm, there's actually three different uh, settings for vibration. So you can set it to low, medium, or high. Um, what other games? Grand Turismo. Play Resistance? Oh yeah, Resistance. Um, it, it's really well done in Resistance. I'm actually kind of surprised. Uh, when you fire the gun, it goes off, things like that. So I wish they had it more hot, and I wish they had it in Call of Duty 4 because those are the games I'm playing the most. Um, I have not gotten to try Give with it Ratchet Clank yet, but apparently it works very well in Ratchet. Um, I did try Warhawk flying with the six axis. So that I could see if the rumble, uh, or not the rumble, uh, it was a Warhawk either, jeez. Oh, I was trying the 6-axis in, oh, shucks, what game was that? Was it? Have it Heavenly Sword? No, because there's not rumble in that yet. Oh, GT5 I think you can do 6-axis with. Or something. Oh, God, who is actually going to use that? I don't remember what it was, but the rumble itself is great. It's, it, like, <laughs> like I was saying, I think it was yesterday, I go, um, like Cinderella told us, you don't know what you got until it's gone. And, you know, you, you get Rumble back on this thing, and it's great. It's it's really well done. I really like the feel of it. I got the white controller, so I just splurged a little Sweet. bit. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, now, how much did you spend on this controller total? Um, well, he bought it for whatever the retail price was. Like I think it was like 50 bucks, and then I paid for shipping. So I didn't overpay for it. So like 65 Something like that. I don't remember exa the exact number. But, I mean, he definitely, you know, he came through in a, in a pinch, and I can't thank him enough. Um, you know, and just as, a, as an aside, you know, I've been trying and trying and trying to deal with this importer, uh, NCSX, National Console Support, because they've actually been treating us really well in terms of keeping me apprised of what's going on. And basically a lot of the importers are just getting screwed. Um, if they want to order any uh, of the DualShock 3s, they're... Where they're ordering it from, they want these importers to buy a 40 gig PS3 along with the controller. What? So yeah, it's kind of weird, but apparently it's only going to go on for a couple weeks. Um, I you know I, I basically posted the email that I got right in the thread for the uh, DualShock 3 group by a couple of our listeners have already ordered them on our on their own. I know um, Double Recon ordered one, and I one of the person did. You know, if you find one on your own. All you need to do is just please post in that thread. So if we actually do get around to ordering them as a group, I don't order too many. Um, but 
I, I'm really thinking that within about a week or two, we're going to get some kind of word from these guys that, okay, we're ready. And they have said that we're going to save money on shipping because we're going to ship them all at once. So I don't know how much money we're going to save. And again, I've never really known. And But, uh, you know, we're, I'm still working on that. And I'm still emailing this these guys every couple of days. So, But it, I'll tell you what, it's... It, I'm not going to buy a second one until it comes out over here unless I get it really cheap or, you know, around retail. But I'm very happy with this controller. And, and like I said in a couple posts, this is the controller that they should have shipped with this system when it came out. Well, I'm sure it's the one they wanted to ship with. Yeah, it it's well done in every way. And it's really great that uh, Sony released the support over here, um, which is actually really surprising. So, yeah, obviously, they know people that, are going to import this thing. Yeah, well, that just leads to the question, why isn't this out here now? You know, and I don't know. And, and it, when they say spring of 08 that it's going to come out, that's just, in my opinion, Ridiculous. It's irresponsible and it's inexcusable. Um, you know, that's one of the biggest complaints of a lot of people that have PS3s is that they want rumble and yada, yada, yada. Um, the other thing is... There's been reports that the Bluetooth is actually better in these, so that that random dropping issue that people have had, they haven't had it with this new controller. Um, there are no issues using it on, on the system. I plugged it in with the USB to register it, came right up, and I use it as my primary controller now. It does work with all PS2 games, and it does rumble with PS2 games, which is very cool. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's in my opinion, it's worth splurging to buy one, to import one. It is. Um, a lot of the new games, Assassin's Creed, um, Ratchet, a lot of the new games that are going to come out next year, I'm, I'll am i bet you Burnout's going to have support for it. Oh, yeah. No, they've already confirmed that. It was... Yeah, so... It was... It, it is, in my opinion, it's worth at least getting one as your primary controller. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Going to have to have it before Burnout comes out. That, that game oh, man. will absolutely need... A rumble-enabled controller. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And and Motorstorm kind of tells me that too. I mean, I well, that's what I was playing with the motion control. I was playing Motorstorm with the motion and, and the rumble. So I wanted to see if it would screw up, and it didn't. It, it went beautifully. So and actually, they the new patch that came out, you can set the sensitivity of the motion now. So it actually worked a little bit better. I still wouldn't play the game like that though. Um, yeah. So you know. If you go with, with our group or if you just do it on your own, I don't really give a shit. It is worth importing at least one of these controllers, in my opinion. If you got the money, it's it's really awesome. Yeah, that's the trick, if you got the money. And I wish I did. <laughs> well, if you want to buy those collector's editions. Actually, um, I think Puerto Rican is actually going to send me... He uses these little silicone caps for the analog sticks. And I guess when you buy them, you get them in a, 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 a five different pairs. So he's actually going to send me a couple of them so I can try them out on here. So I'll have a little mini silicone review of those apps? when I get them. Uh, like, you, you basically, it's almost like a silicone condom for the top of your analog stick on each side. <laughs> no, well, yeah, if you want to go there. But um, it basically, it's so your thumb doesn't get you know so worn out and it doesn't slip off the uh, analog stick. And he says that's what he plays and uh, plays with on, on his analogs, and so he's gonna send me a couple apparently, and uh, I'm gonna give him a try. Well, you, well your your thumb's all messed up, so that might actually help you. My left thumb, yeah, I have no feeling in my left thumb whatsoever. So uh, that's why I I always hated the old PSP because 
the D-pad was such a pain in the ass to work with, and that analog nub, I would always have to play in a lighted situation because I had to look down to see if my thumb was actually on anything or not. So, but I can't be doing two bags. I'm up to level 32 in COD4, so. 32? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. You, so you want a medal? I already have a medal in the game. <laughs> well, yeah, you have like, you have 31 of them. Yeah. So, I asked Mr. Wilson uh, before we started today if there was anything that he really wanted to discuss or anything that he wanted to go over. Ah, yes, yeah. And there were a couple things that, uh, that you uh, that you sent to me, so I, I put those on the schedule. And these are two things that I'm not really big into, and I've never played either of these games that you wanted to talk about, but I know Jared has quite extensively. I and, have. Uh, I, thought it'd be, I thought it'd be great to actually, I, I love the idea of actually revisiting both of these things. So um, that's why I'm glad we're having you on tonight, sir. Well, one of the reasons I'm glad we're having you on. Well, thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, I, I know this is going to be boring as hell to you, Torgo, and probably to some of your listeners as well. But for me personally, my favorite genre of game, if, if there's one game I can enjoy more than any other when it's really good, it's a good Japanese RPG. And so I've actually been excited that there's an expansion coming out next week for Final Fantasy XI. Even though this game can be brutally punishing, there's something about the atmosphere and about the music, and about the fact that there is an actual overall story in this game that's really interesting that makes it very compelling to me. So I'm kind of wanting to get back into it. I was... there, are, there are a lot of problems with Final Fantasy XI. I mean, first of all, if you cancel your subscription, it's almost as if Square wants to punish you for doing so to encourage you not to do that again. So if you cancel your subscription and then your Play Online account goes away as it does after a couple of months of inactivity you have to buy another copy in order to get back in and that that apparently is the same with any version of the game it's available for pc it's available for playstation 2 and it's available for xbox 360 the good thing is another thing that works across all three versions is that no matter which one you have you can play online with the same people so if i'm using the pc version or the 360 version and you guys are using the PS2 version, we can still all play together. And the PS2 version works just fine on the PlayStation 3. So I'm actually going to put out the call. Since this is coming out next week, both as the expansion and as a collection that includes the expansion plus all the previous expansions, I'm saying that anyone who wants to, why don't we pick up this game and play together? And maybe we can organize this on VG Evo if anybody's interested. I'm game. And, uh, yeah, I'm game, too. I mean, this is one massively multiplayer online RPG that just does not work solo. You can't play this solo. With a team, though, I think we could all have a lot of fun together. And I'm up for it if you guys are. I My play online account is still in activity, so I can actually go and reinstall all the expansions. Because I have all the expansions except for the new one that's coming out next week. And it is coming... Are you going to... You're playing on 360, correct? Right, but it doesn't matter which version you have. Yeah, and not only that, the three, the expansion pack's coming on 360 next week for... I think it's only like 25 30 bucks. Well, I'm going to be... Well, as I said earlier, if you leave your account for a while, you have to buy another copy, so I'm just going to get the collection. And that's about $40, and it includes the game plus all the expansions. Well, I'm going. So, uh, go yeah, that that's the route I'm going. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see you later tonight if I can get it all hooked up. See what happens. But I certainly hope so. And uh, 
But yeah, I'd love to play it again. And because the thing that killed me when I played it is, I'm in this huge world. I have no idea where I'm supposed to go, and I don't know anybody. Not only that, I didn't know anybody who played the game, so I kind of, I kind of just sputtered out of it after about a month and a half. 